Yeah, baby, you know what time it is. Now let's get it started. Are you kidding me? Unreal! While our HBCUs are mostly known for an academic rigor, community, they also know how to turn up. Does he have it? Yes, he does! Greetings and salutations. Another episode of Fangs Up here. And uh man, uh I, I kind of I watched the whole coaching show. I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I try to watch the coaching shows. Um one, so I'm informed. I mean, but two, also, so I hear their side of it. Uh, a lot of times, just being as a person, I get I have my side, I have my opinion what I see, what I don't see, what I do and don't like. And I, I at times, really just, I don't, I don't want to hear it. But other times I do. And I'll be honest with you. Most times, I, I want to know why. I want to know what, what change and what growth am I seeing? Because that's really my thing when it comes to certain sports. So, um, but hope springs eternal. And spring sports are starting, and that's that's needed. It's needed. It's it's a good thing because otherwise, man, this, this basketball season, woo, buddy, 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 it, it, it ain't it ain't looking good, and that's that's putting it nicely. But before we do all that, big shout out HBCU Digital Network, the Black Techies, Her Seward. Man, this is home. And I, I just, I'm going to talk about men's basketball, women's basketball. I'm going to highlight softball, baseball, track, and football. Um, but first, let's start out with the men's basketball team. And I start out with men's just because I might be a little bit of a sexist. Hopefully I'm not. But more importantly, it's just y'all, we, we tend to care more about men's sports. And the men's basketball team and women went to Grambling and caught L's. We got the boot when we went to Louisiana. And Coach McCullough pointed out those are probably the two best teams in SWAT, which I, I don't disagree with. I, I agree. I support it. And I believe it. I, I kind of went in. I didn't think we win either one of those. And we didn't. They weren't games that came away overly uh, dejected from. I knew we were going to lose. I was pretty sure of it. I won't say knew. I was sure of it. I was confident. And to confirm a loss doesn't mean you suck. It just means that you lost. And if you're looking at the current state of the program, you're a liar if you say you're not surprised. Like, just look at it. FAMU basketball is not traditionally a championship product. You got two coaches in there. One's been there longer than the other. And one is trying to change the culture. 
another is trying to get players to adopt his culture. That's what I got from today. Coach McCollum's like, this guy can score, but I want him to adopt the culture. It's like, that's cool, but you can't score. I'm just saying. You want him to adopt this culture, but we're not scoring. So, um, I mean, we lost. It was 62 to 57. It's close, but no cigar. Next game is against Pine Bluff on Saturday. Then a quick turnaround on Martin Luther King Day. So, um, but we, you know, I try to keep it one at a time. You keep me focused. I keep you focused. Um, on that Pine Bluff game, looking, Pine Bluff is six and eleven. You got to score, and these are two teams that you look. Pine Bluff's kind of up and down score wise, depending on who they're playing. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. When it comes to FAMU basketball this year, my head's gonna turn to, to the points because if you can't score, you can't win. That's obvious. But it's even it's exasperated even the more when you're not scoring. It's not that just you can't or you can, you're not doing it. And both coaches are saying it. And I, I love one thing I like about Coach Pillow, I like her candor. I like that about it. I don't like sometimes how it seems like fingers are being pointed back at us. We understand it ain't perfect, but you signed up for what you signed up for. And you have the now probably second best, maybe still best facilities on campus, that being Gaither. I mean, the losses. So just saying, you, 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 you do have constraints with that. You do have time constraints as far as practice, but I'm not, I'm not for a lot of this. Folks ain't showing up to the game stuff. You knew that. You know what time of year it is. If ain't no students on on campus, ain't a lot of people coming. Like I'm just saying, like gas being what it is, eggs being what they are. Like, hey, real talk, bro. Till the students come on campus. State the arena ain't gonna be packed, and I hate to tell you a uh, inconvenient fact: if you ain't winning, they ain't coming. I, uh, my generation, they had to flip the they had to flip the games because the girls would play a game and the dudes would hit the floor and we would walk out because it was like, yeah, I don't want to watch them. They sucked. So just being real, um, I'm with Coach McCollum. I don't want to see us going to Jackson State and these other games without snatching one of these wins. Like, we need some. Like, you may not be from around the way like Denzel Washington, but you need to leave with something. And right now, it's a whole lot of nothing. And it takes me to the women's team. Again, same Grambling team, but it's a three-point loss. And Hit me with all the we lost to Cookman by 30 stuff you want. I've been saying it from day one. Women's basketball, this year is about growth. She get 10 wins. I'm good. Like some of y'all don't want to hear that. And that's cool. But you're not rational. If you expect her to turn that three-win garbage, that chitlin juice we had last season into 20 wins, you're not a real fan. You're 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 a real fanatic, but you're not a real rational person that I can talk sports with. You know, you you that person where you're the reason why some of my friends are like, bro, I'll talk to you about it. 
because I these other folks, it's not gonna happen. I mean, ain't but so many TCUs out there. Even family football wasn't built in a day. First season, I think Simmons goes five and five. So you, you're talking about the COVID year, then last year, riddled by injury. And Coach Pillow was she was honest. She said, Yo, I gotta do better myself about rotations because I'm looking up and some of these players are gelling together and I'm letting them play. And I'm like, you know what? Hey, with your fine self, let them play. Cause it's a three-point game. You trying to let some of these girls get into the flow and they over there acting high level disrespectful with all them cross court passes. Look, coach, I'm, I'm a coach pillow stand. I'm 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 not gonna die in the hill with her. But I tell you what, I'll fight, I'll fight that lower portion of the hill before you get to her. I think she's building something. I see a difference. And I see growth. And even in the men's score, I see growth, but I hear growth. And that, that's that that to me is something different. That that is something where maybe with the men's team, I don't have that same level of growth and development. And it could be because look, bro. You've been banging this drum and playing the guitar and doing everything for nine years. I don't know what if, how much left I can hear before I didn't heard all your all your music. You got some new music to play? Because Coach Pillow's over here saying, yep, I'm trying this. I threw some zone at him. I did this. We threw that at him. I hit him with a ha. And I'm like, oh, oh, all right, Coach. Like, again, I'm probably higher on Coach Pillow than a lot of y'all. But at the same point, I like the growth I'm seeing. I, I like that she's telling us I'm trying new stuff. I'm not just throwing the same thing out there every week and expecting different results. I like that. Stop this insanity because um I'm tired of losing. But I'm also, I'm one of these people, I can handle losing if I see progress. We could not win a game. And it, I would, I wouldn't be bald from pulling my hair out, but I'd be aggravated. But if I looked up there and I was like, "Yo, we look real good. We just bad break here, bad break there," like, and just kept. If it wasn't the same bad break, I could, leave, I could go into the next season like, "Yo, we, we, we weren't good, but it's growth." And I think I'm there with women's basketball. Like the season was so bad last year. And at times they look so bad. They like they some of y'all did not watch family women's basketball last year. It was a tough product to watch. And even the coach was like, it wasn't the best product. I did what I could, what I had, but I'm making improvements and I'm seeing the improvements. I look, I go to the games, and again, I told you I was there. And I'm like, I was there, we got beat by 30. And I'm like, what what the heck? But I also see where, yo, the players are trying. The players aren't listening to you. Oh, they're ignoring the hell out of you. But it's because they're trying. It's not just because they don't respect you. It's because they want to win. And they're doing what they can think and rationalize to be like, yo, I see this. I'm going to step out and freelance. I was okay with that. I don't like them disobeying the coach. Because she saw the floor in a way the players didn't. But I am at the point where I like their effort. 
And I think from the girls, I, I said it. I told y'all beginning of the season. Said it once. I say it again. I'm gonna get me some t-shirts made for that. But I think the girls are gonna be better than you think. By season's end, the girls to me are gonna be the ones to watch. I, I I'm, I'm supporting the men because the men they got a little bit of what they got some dudes that can just that can ball. But I think as far as like a product that you're watching and in tournament play, I think I got a little more. I got a little more confident in the girls right now. I'm just saying, even despite that Cookman game, and I think we go down there and get a little bit of get back. I'm just put it on wax. I think we get a little bit of get back. It ain't gonna be that same Molly whopping and more gym. I don't think so. But yeah, I I just right now we got that game. It's two o'clock. Lawson Center Saturday. And again, these teams got to come together. They got to gel. But I think the girls, the ladies, I need to stop saying girls. I think the ladies are going to gel a little quicker. I think the dude, the, the, the men's team is still trying to figure out where they fit in the system. I think the women's team, she kind of know where she at. She's just like, I got to get shots to fall. Like, I'm going to keep. I think she's still finding her rotations, whereas I don't think the men understand what they are yet. Like, I, I just don't think some of the players have accepted some of their roles and are fine with it. With the ladies, I think they're fine with their roles. I think they don't like the productivity and the production. That's what I saw. But, yo, this is your role. Okay, cool. I, I'll do that. You give me some minutes? I bet. But... I don't know. That's where I'm at with it right now. Like, I think both could miss the SWAC tournament. And honestly, if they miss the SWAC tournament, I won't lose any sleep. I want them to go. But I don't want to go and lose and just play one game. Like, why Why did you go if you only play in one game? I, that, that's, that's where I'm at with it. So I, I'm going to be cool. I'm going to leave it there, but like I said, I think the girls have a better chance to go farther because I think on the men's side, I told my wife I was going to work on cussing, but boy, there's going to be a tail whipping, and you, we got to score. If you ain't, if you ain't 50, 55 and a half points per game ain't going to do. If you're not getting 65 points in this conference, man, you might as well, you might as well play them games at Austin Center and just be, hey, we're getting ready for next year because it's not going to happen. Not going to happen, Captain. Now, in the means that, meantime, as I mentioned, Hope Springs Eternal. Spring sports are coming in. Golf's about to pick back up. Tennis is about to pick back up. But track, track team, track team is picking up. HBCU showcase in New York with seven periods of teaching. I still can give you that. That's all I got, though. Um, New York, New York, January the 14th. And it's a good opportunity, man. Hopefully the, the students are LeBron down, Nike paraphernalia, looking fly. Because quiet is kept. With the advent of the transfer portal and it being what it is, some of this is recruiting. I I mean let's 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 address the 600 pound gorilla in the room. Hold your banana, my boy. But uh 
Whew, huge. Some of these games are recruiting. When you're playing against other teams, they're looking at what you got. They want to know, hey, what are the facilities like over there? And for some sports, it's a problem. And it's going to be a problem. Some kids, some students are going to take these offers just to get a college safe net. And as soon as they find something better, they're gone. And if they don't, they stay at your program. But they're going to bet on themselves. And a program that needs to look out for that is family baseball and softball. Softball, you got a little bit better than baseball because, I mean, the softball complex is decent. The batting cage is solid. Like, it, it looks all right. I mean, it ain't great, but it looks decent. Whereas, man, the baseball complex looks like who shot John and why? I'm just saying, like, that 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 is going to be an easy way for you to get talent, talent to be found, and for talent to transfer out next year. Because I'm just saying, I, I uh, more Kittles Stadium looks the same pretty much as to the last time I went to a game, and that's been a minute. Shouldn't be. And, I, and I'm not going to hit you over the head. Y'all got beat by ONG last night with that. But think about it. Transfer portal-wise, these students are going to be signing with whoever gives them an offer and the best offer they can get. And then they're going to level up. And they should. Like, again, one of the things I'm not going to do to these students is something that a lot of y'all do. I don't expect these students to do anything I don't do in life. Teacher. If somebody offers me 10 times what I make to do the same amount of work, I'm gone. I'm leaving tomorrow. Deuces. Why do you expect these students to stay at a school when another school who has better facilities is offering them similar, if not more? You got to be, you got to make it make sense, Captain. Because that don't. And the math ain't mathing. You know, whatever little colloquialism you want to use, it doesn't make sense for them to stay at a program that you're constantly saying is low resource, low resource, low resource, low resource. Okay, stop the excuse. Because you're not capping, as the children say. There is no cap to be stopped. Look at the baseball facility. But at the same point, something's happening. I mean, you got a commitment. Nicholas Spry, I mean, he's committed, committed in December. Coming through, pitcher, you can, and you can see it's a thing, but some some work got to be done. But the baseball schedule's out, man. We got we got some decent teams coming in. Uh, I just I question how long you're going to be able to pull bring decent teams to that facility because eventually they're going to be like, yeah, nah, I, that that's that's not it's not going to be that. I'm just saying, like, you you can. If you improve that facility, you can work with Florida State. Like, that that's, I said it before, family and FSU, certain sports you need to work together. Baseball, tennis, softball. Hey, you going over there to Florida State to play this day? Come over to FAMU to play right after. Like, make it make sense for you and them. Like, I don't know how many times y'all seen it. I remember when I was in college, it'd be nothing to see a Clemson bus in front of FAMU for tennis. You know, what Clemson doing over here? Oh, tennis match. 
Well, they're playing Florida State, so they just came over here. Like, makes sense. Okay. That should be in, that should be in most Olympic sports. Because there ain't no pool there no more. It's a parking lot. I was up there. I was like, oh, snap. I was wondering what was going to happen to the pool. It's a parking lot. Great decision. You filled it in. Awesome. Because it's doing better use than just sitting there as an empty hole for a bunch of mosquitoes. But you got to do something. Because other programs are doing it. Like, check the 100. And look, if you missed it, check the FQ FAMU Twitter page. Fangs up Twitter page. Fangs up Facebook. I've been active. Man, the 100 put some nice pictures on Instagram, y'all. They, man. And I just want to make sure I don't steal their stuff. So that's why I'm telling you, go see them. I gave you the links. But go check them out. Man, even a little bit of video we got from it. Looks sweet. Just. Too sweet. Oh, it looked good. RIP WWF slash WWE. But man, the hundred went out there and put on a show. And did you see the people who were there? Like, come on, man. Fam, you's a brand. Like, we we out ya. We out ya. We out ya. Y'all saw Chris Breezy was there at the game. Act like he was about to get on the field and start hitting a little two-step. I don't dance. Uh, I don't shuck and jive. Sorry. Um, but Chris Brown was looking like he was ready to okay. Got some pictures, saw two chains. True, he was there, Alabama State, Hornet in the house, and other stars as well. So damn, he's a national brand, y'all. We gotta take advantage of this. Like, you see the band, they're there, they have their pulse on the culture. We gotta parlay that. In other places, football is another spot, though. Yo, I told y'all we got a quarterback. I told you, hey, you you heard you ain't here. You ain't you might not have heard it here first, but you heard it. We got some more commitments. Cedric Bird, local kid, Gaston High. Now that's kind of Willie Simmons school, kind of not. It's his area, though. Now don't. Why is that not at school? Because he went to Shanks. And we don't have a Shanks anymore. Shanks was balling. What? Look, I'm just telling y'all. Go back and look at the high school film of y'all, y'all head coach. Look, Willie Simmons was slinging that rock at Shanks. I'm just saying, like, a lot of y'all ain't want that smoke. But I digress. I don't want to hype my coach up too much. He over there started popping his collar, you know, feeling, feeling himself. Then that's right. I'll put his shoes up, take another picture, be like, you ain't got these. Like, no, we don't, coach. Anyways, um, we also got so Sylvester Mathis. And notice, look at the recruiting. And I mentioned this. Look at how FAMU's defense is made up. And I'm not going to hit y'all with the size and metrics, all that. Y'all know, I, I do a lot of that. But my boys, O&G, they hit it up hard yesterday. So I, I'm going to let them have that. But I'm going to hit y'all with this other piece. Look at our recruiting. We're recruiting to, as Coach Simmons mentioned earlier, anticipate losses, but to make sure we address potential needs. And FAMU runs a zone-based defense. That's a, We are a base zone. It aggravates the, the sugar out of me sometimes, especially that Jackson State game. I was aggravated. I hated it. But we're recruiting so that we can run our defense. You're recruiting players 
in the secondary because you already got safeties. And at this point, somebody's got to transfer. I, you, we got fam. You say safeties are deep. Either you transfer on or somebody switching positions. But all them dudes can't play safety because we had dudes who didn't even play that are supposed to come in and start at safety. I'm just saying. So some somebody got to move. But that being stated, we're recruiting defensive line. The defense is going to continue its base zone, try to create pressure from the defensive line that then allows you as a defense to take advantage and have your secondary and a lot of your big corners and large safeties to come in there and try to make plays in coverage. Look for it. Just saying, like, it's making sense. You got a kicker from McClay. North side. North side of town. You got two kickers and a punter. Brooks has competition. You're looking to bring on a long snapper. Like, you're seeing where our coaches are coaching to our strengths as a program. But you're also recruiting such that if you lose, you still gain. We lost Cameron Sapp. And I, I told y'all, that's not a huge loss as far as the quarterback room. But I think you got to watch out. And is Junior going to, did Junior take that retro year? What does Trey Fisher look like? Be honest with y'all, I'm not a Trey Fisher stand. I'm not, I'm not a Fisher fan. And it's not because of dad's gym, but it got nothing to do with that. I've seen him play before. I, I haven't seen him play in college, but I've seen him in high school. I don't know if he fits Willie Simmons' system. I think the kid has the potential to be a great X's and O's guy. Oh, I think he is a film. I think he's going to be a film fanatic. Like, I don't know if he's going to be the same savant that his dad is said to be. And Jimbo's smart. Like, like, like I'm not, that wasn't a slight. Like, I hope nobody's like, man, you're trying to take a slight. No, man, I'm not going to Alexander Hamilton duel you over Jimbo Fisher. The dude's a, a football mind. I think that kid is a, probably not far off. I, I do wonder what he looks like in college. Because last time I saw him was here. And I'm not here, literally. But here in Central Florida, when they played Edgewater, he got the tails kicked when he was a gobby. And it wasn't all his fault. But some of it, to me, was just... It, it didn't it, it didn't work. So I think I think Moose's job is safe. I'll be honest. I think that's part of why you bring in the guy from Eastern Kentucky because you needed a guy that could really push him. I don't know if Sap pushes him because let's be honest, Sap's not that kind of quarterback. He's more mobile than Musa. Musa's mobile enough. Don't get me wrong, Musa's not a statue. But you recruited so that you could be able to have depth and anticipate one or two departures. I that's just my opinion and my feeling. I wouldn't be surprised if you do have some something happen, something shake down because the running back room is full. Like tote gang is heavy. I don't I, I don't think you can add truly add a running back, and if you can. You're being greedy. 
receiver wise, I don't know if you can add a receiver. I think I think there's always space too. You need one. You want that dude that just transferred out of Florida State. I think you do. But at the same point, do you have space for him in that rack boy system? Because you need a big receiver. The tight end room is full. You could probably use an offensive lineman. But again, in the in this version of the transfer portal, or not again, in this version of the transfer portal, offensive lines are luxury. There are a lot of dudes that look like me out there. And a lot of dudes that are like 6'3", 6'4", 300 pounds. That's a luxury. And most of those luxuries aren't going to low-resource institutions. Let's call it spade a spade. Like, if you're going to keep saying that, and I, I really want us to lose that within our vernacular. You, you're not going to be able to retain and draw that kind of talent unless you improve some things. And I, I just, I think within the waves of what the transfer portal, portal is, you're going to easily find your guys that are specialists that are boundary players, your corners, your DBs, your receivers, your running backs, you're always going to find them. And safeties as well. Safeties are technically DBs. But I think the more nuanced positions, like your linebackers, your interior linemen, your exterior offensive line, those are going to be the places where you start to see things drop off. Because I think the transfer portal is going to be full of quarterbacks for a while. Because there's only one quarterback that can play per, per game or at a time, unless you have like a convoluted play. But we produce a lot of quarterbacks. Like, think about it. wherever city you're in, if you got three high schools in that city, more than likely, one or two of those guys ain't going to college a quarterback. And they've done a lot, of, almost all of them have probably done some training and this, that, and the third. But take a look. Every quarterback in the city you live in ain't going to college. Not as a quarterback. So I'm just saying, like, that's going to be a position where finding a highly skilled one, that's going to be one thing. But finding a guy that can fill the position, I think you'll be able to do it. And it's just, it's got to happen. Now, my little rant, and y'all know Inside the Dens where I like to go on a rant, I don't have one posted up there, but what I do want to discuss is scheduling. Man, football schedule for FAMU has not come out yet. But to that respect, I haven't seen Florida State's football schedule either. So I was going to come up here and kind of rant and rave about how the SWAC needs to do this better and that. But then I started looking around, and I was like, okay, a and schedule came out. I don't see a Florida State football schedule. I even looked on the little future schedules and I see the schedule, but I still don't see some dates. Can we do this before things get solidified, especially within our scheduling? Can we talk to, to them? I put on a little Tevin Campbell. Can we talk something? Because I'm just saying, like, can we avoid having as many home games? on shared weekends as possible. Like, can that be a thing? I'm just saying, like, that needs to be something that's hashed out 
as best as possible. And I'm not saying it's not being done, but I'm just saying it needs to happen. But furthermore, after the debacle that has been basketball season and kind of what Coach McCullum gave you the hint of as far as bus travel, within the SWAC, is there an office that does scheduling? If not, there should be across sports. Hear me out. You know everybody in your division. You're going to play them. Now, the lazy thing is just to flip the schedules back, forth, back, forth. And it's probably the most expedient. But the, mm, the idea, the concept that you now, and I talked previously about having the SWAC needs a rivalry week. I still believe that. But what I'm really saying is this, to be more nuanced and have your football schedules kind of planned out as much as possible three to five years ahead. You can set all your conference games for the most part. You can contact the venues, do this, do that, and the third, and really do your best to really lock in some of these dates early, but also, especially with the home games. Not the classics. I understand classics may have to move. They may be what they be, but you have your contracts. They, they, you do whatever you do with that. But have a group that really just works on scheduling and the timing of schedule. Wouldn't it be great if that Southern Grambling game stayed during the student break? I'm just saying, like, those kind of games, and I understand you got to get your money, you got to have your money games, and the holiday tournaments are one of those times. But man, it would be really nice if we're gonna ride a bus to Grambling and Baton Rouge. And I promise you, that's not a short ride. I've driven to Baton Rouge multiple times from Tallahassee. It would be nice to do that over the break, you know, just have like an office within the conference that really has the schedules set up as well as possible. And that helps. Yeah. It's partially, it should be on the university to make it schedule, but control your controllables. Say, Hey, these are the dates. This is when we're looking, this is when we're not looking. And even within that start developing partnerships. One of the thing Dr. McClellan talked about was having mid your conference being a mid major conference. So have that mindset. Like we're seeing conferences link up, work together. You obviously have a natural partnership with the MEAC. And every MEAC team, you don't want going to a swag city. You just don't. But how about this? You got the MEAC swag challenge already. Have a couple of classics that first week. MEAC swag week and make something out of it. Pick your teams. Pick your traditions where, okay, they're not in the SWAC, but Howard, Morehouse, that's that's a traditional rivalry. Like those type of things, kind of have those things working, have those things already done so that your regular schedule in conference games, you kind of have dates for. Like excluding your classics, have your dates ready. 
so that, hey, you can shop it. Hey, HBCU Digital, y'all want to work a game? Absolutely. We surely do. Hey, here you go. This is the game. These are options. And it helps out because he's still over there. All right. Sorry. Income tax time is coming. And guess what? A lot of us will be doing with that income tax money. Spending it. Just saying. And um, OBC weekend's already out. So guess what? Probably about to get my hotel pretty soon. I know when it is. I know where it's going to be. I know who we're playing. I'm just saying. That kind of idea, that kind of mindset is what we as not just a university, but a collective of people that support a conference need to have. Have it set so that, hey, football schedule comes out by February 1st. Why February 1st? Because by then, a lot of y'all ain't got your money yet. Heck, half y'all ain't filed your taxes yet. You, Some of y'all ain't got your 10 whatever whatevers by then. So if February 1st, maybe not this year, but in the future, the schedules drop for the Southwestern Athletic Conference, all of a sudden, people can start making business decisions eight to nine months ahead so that that way, oh, shoot, Florida Classics this weekend, go. Hey, the ACC has, has or has not dropped their schedule. Cool. ACC and really the SEC, LSU, Y'all have a game this weekend? Okay. Southern fans can do this. FAMU, ACC, Florida State. Well, that way we can get a jump on getting the stuff we want and need, like hotels, transportation, like just getting what you need. Because honestly, last year, Miami, it was no problem finding a hotel. It's Miami, Florida. You had... Two games played in the same stadium back-to-back days. I did not see the first cook night. You would have thought we didn't play. Like, you would have thought the schools were, did not share the space. And that's not a slight on them, but it's just saying, like, it worked. And it worked well. But I also was like, yeah, I could wait. Whereas other places, you can't wait till the last minute. Like, AMU goes back to Valley this year. That's a ride. It's an eight-hour ride in Tallahassee. 13 hours from Central Florida. I ain't going. I ain't going to even lie to you. Like, I'm not even going to play that. If I am I'm going to lie. I might. Him and haw. I ain't shucking and jiving for you today. I'm, I'm going to be keeping a whole bean. I ain't going to. I'm not going to Valley. Not this year. Not unless it get paid for it by somebody other than me. Now, I might go to Prairie View or Texas Southern. I got family out there already. Oh, I know they're going to be on a schedule. Hey, cuz, we're playing Prairie View in Texas or in Texas Southern this year. So I'm you, we're going to be in Houston. I'm already making plans to be out there. That's why the schedule needs to be out by February 1st. And that's why you need a designated office to work on scheduling to make sure that at least the conference part is done. 
These are our conference. This is who you play in. Let's try to get some dates. Let's try to start making stuff happen. We'll help you. You help us. That way, the schedule's out. Announce your partnership with the MEAC, maybe the SIAC. Because if your goal is the Celebration Bowl, why are we stressing about the playoffs? F the playoffs. It costs you money. Then, then make your partnership. Have you've already you've already stated that the SIC, CIAA, MEAC, and SWAC are going to pretty much have a black mafia collective. I don't know if I there's another way to say it, but it is. Hey, CIAA, MEAC, you work together. SIAC, SWAC, you work together. Each one of y'all work within your footprint. Give yourself a Division II game instead of scheduling FloMo and uh, doggone um, Edward Waters to go to freaking, like, instead of having them going all the way to Louisiana, hey, y'all play FAMU, you play Cookman, y'all rotate that out. Maybe you go to South Carolina State, go as far west as Alabama, and kind of throw them in motion, throw them in motion, and keep it like that, like, that way you're rotating on black dollar. Like I like let, let's just keep that where it is. But secondly, you're creating a regional partnership that says we're focused on celebration bowl. Playoffs be damned. It'd be great if we got there. But if we don't, we don't. But can we do that? Can can we work with the conferences like Pioneer Conference, Sunbelt, the the you know, regional conferences so that we also keep our teams regional unless somebody's going to pay for it. Look, if USC going to pay for the 100 to come out there and play FAMU, hey, cut the check, homie. It's a great experience. But if we can, let's keep the money at home and let's have the conference help set that up. So that's that's what I got for y'all tonight. Um, man, Hope Springs Eternal and Spring Sports Y'all could not have come at a better time. Family baseball would likely finish in the top. I'm going to say top three right now. I want to see the rest of that schedule again, though. Like, I got to see if they're coming back down here to Orlando to get a molly whopping. If so, I'll be there again. Um, But, yeah, I may have to leave the press area so I can sit with the common folks. So I can cheer. That's what I did last. I ain't going to lie to y'all. I started the game. I sat in the chair. I'm like, nope. I bought a ticket too. I'm like, nope. I'm going to buy a ticket so I can cheer and act stupid. And then I'm going to go sit after I got my stupid out. I could tell you, I could tell you a lot. I could tell you the truth. Um, probably do that a couple times. Softball, yeah, I was. Ain't no press area really for softball at FAMU softball. So I was took, taking pictures and I was a fan. Like, I'm just, I'm here for it. So. That being stated, though, y'all, big shout out HBCU Digital Network, Herb Seward and the Black Techies. Check them out. Hey, um, man, I, I got it, Herb. I, I end up getting it. I got the new phone. I listened to you, bro. You were like about time, and it was. So, again, I don't just watch the products and tell you about it. I actually, listen to the advice that Herb and the Black Techies give. So, um, as always, though. Big shout out, HBCU Digital Network. This is home, and it's going to always be fangs up.
Yeah, baby, you know what time it is. Now let's get it started. Are you kidding me? Unreal! While our HBCUs are mostly known for academic rigor, 